It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PSG Podcast. It's your girl, M&A, and I'm super excited about this week's episode. Uh, before we begin, you know the routine. Let's do a little housekeeping first. Uh, please make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at the professional homegirl at the PhD podcast and at Ebony beauty. Uh, make sure you visit my websites at www.theprofessionalhomegirl.com and at ebonybeauty.com. And for those of you that don't know how to spell my name is E B O N E. And last but not least, make sure you rate and review the PhD podcast on all major streaming podcast platforms. So please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin. So I'm super excited about this episode. I feel like a lot of times, um, especially with women, we're so open when it comes to like having daddy issues. And I think that a lot of people are not open with discussing mommy issues. So with my guests, I've been knowing her for what, almost a year? Yeah, year almost a, a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that we had cultivated a really good friendship uh we yeah. talk about a lot of deep things which is so crazy <laughs> <laughs> i love talking deep if you're gonna talk talk deep right okay. right um so i'm really excited about this because i'm gonna also share some of my own experiences with my own mother and like my guest she's gonna open up and tell us about her own experience because i think like i said a lot of women will be able to relate to this topic um so what was the first age you realized that your relationship with your mom was not the same as others um, I realized my relationship with my mom wasn't the same when I was in junior high school, mm. junior high school, it all started. My mom was very, she was all of, you know, I'm Caribbean, she, I'm Caribbean, you know, I'm Haitian. So mm-hmm. that's they love, right, <laughs> you know, and they're just super controlling, um, mm-hmm. very religious by the book. Um, you can't have friends. Like, it's just, you have to come straight home. So I always disliked the fact that my mom was so uh, controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you wasn't happy, don't express yourself. Like, Mm. that was was brought to me from when I was really, really young. Like, I couldn't be inquisitive. um, And uh, I just, God forbid, I was crying or God forbid I was sad about something, I would get a beating. 
Mm. Instead of asking me like, what's wrong? Or I never got like, how was your day? Like I was bullied, you know, but she would never ask about it. And actually, maybe it started before junior high school. I'm just, maybe it started way before. I'm thinking <laughs> about certain things. And there was a time when I had a, a racist, um, I will definitely say she's, I realize she's racist now because she wasn't very nice to the black kids. Um, mm. You know, when I was in second grade, um, she wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And I was Ooh, the like, teacher? I, the teacher, yeah. She wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And I was like almost in tears because I was like trying to hold my urine. I mean, you're seven, you know, trying to hold your urine. And she wouldn't let me use it. And I started crying because I was peeing on myself in class. Damn. Yeah. That's kind of traumatizing. It is traumatizing. I got, I mean, I was, I was already bullied and that just made it worse. Right. I am, my, my, my mom picked me up, you know, it's funny because this girl, she knew that my mom was really rough wasn't her fault you know she said it wasn't my fault you know mm-hmm. but I still got a beating for it my mom didn't like ask me like what happened or she didn't like defend me she didn't confront the teacher or anything she just automatically like beat me for something that I couldn't control mm-hmm. you know um so I would never really speak to her or anything like that I was more of like a daddy's girl I always wanted to be with my father because my father was nurturing you right. know my father was the empathetic one you know, uh, my mother really wasn't. So I didn't really communicate with her. But junior high school, you know, when my hormones kicked in, when I, when I became a little bit even more inquisitive, especially about my sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, I was really close and I really didn't speak to her because we couldn't ask her anything, you know, so it was it was tough. Yeah. So I know a couple of events that happened to you while you were growing up um, and you can elaborate on them if you want. How did your mom play a role in them? Oh, child, let's start with, (laughs) I think seven, it's it's funny because I remember things like from when I was like five Mm -hmm. up, you know? So when I was five, I remember getting beat a lot because (laughs) I knew that I liked girls from then. And Mm. when my my mom was a housewife, you know, so a lot of the working parents would leave their, especially if they were Haitian, you know, they trusted my mom. So they would leave their daughters or their sons with my mom. Um, But it was the girls I was highly interested in like I was caught kissing them a lot mm-hmm. and I would get a beating for it mm-hmm. um did she even ask you like anything about it or no 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 so from so from then I knew like okay like certain things I have to keep private especially that um when I was seven my I was crying to my mom because I was having pain in my vagina mm-hmm. um and when I was peeing it was like bloody. Why was it? It was be- it was when I was seven, mm-hmm. and it, I knew why because you know my cousin who was about fourteen, fifteen at the time, you know, was doing things to me, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, um, he just he would tell me not to say anything, mm-hmm. and that you know we would both get in trouble, this and that. Um, so my mom brought me to the doctor and the doctor did ask me, like, is anyone doing anything to me? And I said, no. Mom, especially like me being older, like if I had a kid, I would really hit hard into making my kid feel comfortable. But you see, my mom didn't make me feel comfortable ever speaking to her. So when it came down to right. important things, I never would speak, right? It's okay. like that trust was never there. That trust was never there. Exactly. Um, mm. So my mom didn't tell my dad what was going on with me either. Like, cause I remember him asking like, you know, where did you guys go? Or like, whatever. She didn't really tell him. Um, and Do she you think really that she confront- believed you? Even though she never said it? 
No, I think she, I think, I think she knew. I mean, my vagina is bleeding and I'm in pain. I mean, right. you know, and I remember it was at night. I remember it was like late at night too. And I'm like, I, I don't remember deets, but I remember like it was late at night, you know? Um, so my mom knew, my mom knew. She just didn't know how to confront it. And she, that's my mom. She puts things under the rug. She doesn't, if she doesn't know how to deal with it, it didn't happen. Mm. You know, so that happened and she did nothing. Um, I remember when we had a family friend who I hate till this day because I feel like he's a he's a pedophile mm. um, and I don't like him around my niece. I told my sister that like to keep him away. Um, and I was about like 10 years old. He was coming over a lot and he would want me to like sit on his lap um, whenever it's a Haitian thing. Like, like it's a cultural thing for you to kiss them on the cheek like adults. Mm-hmm. So whenever I went to kiss him on the cheek, Yep, he would move so that I would kiss him on the lips. And I told this to my mom, and she paid no mind to it. Mm. She's just, like, she just brushed me off. If you know Haitians, they always go, ah, like, you know? Right. Like, and that's basically what my mom did. Um, let, lo and behold, my mom was, you know, having relations with him behind my father's back. Maybe that's why she oh, didn't believe wow. me. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm trying to remember if you told me that because if I, I think I did. I think I did tell you that. Yeah, my mom had relations. She still actually, she was still having relations with him um, for like even in my 20s because my brother in law like caught them kissing or whatever. She didn't know he was home. Yeah. And I was like in my mid 20s at that time. So, and I'm 31 now. So, you know, she was uh, having relations with him for a really long time. Damn. Mhm. Yeah. So, do you think that all of these? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but um, do you think that all the events that played a role in your life plays a role also in your sexuality? Because mm. I know we discussed yeah. like you know the situation that happened with your cousin, and then you know just your mom not being there. Because I feel like when a woman has daddy issues, you know she pretty much be with every man because she's trying to fill that void of her father not being there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. Because, I mean, even when I was, like, really young, like, at five, I remember five, like, that, that's when I was, like, caught, like, kissing girls and stuff. I just, I don't know, like, what was wrong with me. I just knew I liked girls. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, I was about, like, nine years old, and there was a girl in my class that I was obsessed with, never spoke to her, was too shy <laughs> around her. But I remember when she was see your little ass now. Oh, I was so cute. No, I wasn't. I looked a hot mess. But um, I remember she told the class that she was moving to Far Rockaway. I cried my eyes out. And then my best friend, Vanessa, was like, um, do you love her? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't love her. And then she was like, I think you love her because you're crying and she's not your friend. And I was like, no, no, I don't. I was like such in denial. My poor, poor thing. But, but I knew I liked girls. I knew I liked girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I the only thing, the only thing my mom plays in, in terms of my relationship is like, you know, when girls are like, I want to date someone like my dad or I don't want to date someone like my dad. It's more so I don't want to date anyone like my mother. I was just about I, to ask you that. Do you think your relationship with women was or is affected by your own relationship because of your mom? Fuck yes. Yeah. I don't date women Okay, the thing with my mother, right, 
she smothers you like with I love you I love you I love you I love you like if I I mean the voicemails and all this stuff I'm like I love you so much you know you're my last daughter and this and this and you don't know how special you are like she'll smother me with the word love and how much she thinks about me and she prays for me and cries for me Mm -hmm. right but when it comes down to really showing the love, like when it really comes down to being there for me and really like and also supporting just starting me. at a young age, like right molding started, yeah. you. Because mm-hmm. I right. feel like when I was growing up, like I mean, I'm 32. I haven't spoken to my mother since I was 18, and I saw Ooh. yeah, I saw my mother when my grandmother passed away, and everybody knows my grandmother was like my entire universe. Like she, that was my mom. So I see her at a funeral at the funeral and I couldn't even recognize her that's how long it's been wow yeah. that's crazy yeah so it's like it's just so crazy because it's like you know I didn't have my mother or my father in my life but more so I think what bothers me the most was my mother because for my father I can't miss something I never had right right but at least with your mother like that's woman who gave birth to you so it's kind of like one of those things like damn like why you don't fuck with me <laughs> you know what I'm saying right and it's like you tell me you love me, but you don't really show it. So in relationships, like, I don't care about the word I love you. That means me either. nothing to me. Right. Nothing to me. I mean, I don't care if you, you can say it to your blue in the face. Right. You have to show me that you love me in more ways than one because of that. So, and if they don't show me that they love me, I got, I got to go. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't have a toxic relationship because i already do with a woman i don't need another one right (laughs) i feel like with certain things like like you say you know what you don't want because it reminds you of what you have currently Mm -hmm. so right uh how does not having a healthy relationship with your mom affects you Ooh, (laughs) okay i try not to cry (laughs) but um it I mean, it's me. hard. It, it's-, it, it's really hard, and it taught me, like, <laughs> I'm so distant, like, with people. Yeah. And it's such an introvert. And it's so crazy because I'm so artistic, and I was always into theater and I'm, all this stuff. But that goes, I mean, she just created this, like, other side of me that's just so lonely yeah and you abandonment. know and aban- right I, I abandonment that's the perfect word for it mm-hmm. and you know she really like made my depression worse yeah. <laughs> you know I realized that I was dealing with depression I didn't know it was depression but I was dealing with it when I was around like 14 years old you know cutting myself thinking about suicide and all that stuff and she knew all that stuff like my mom knew that I was cutting she knew that I was suicidal and she did nothing Mm. so I don't really talk about my emotions I don't really um I cry in the shower yeah because because of her I cry in the shower because of her I'm not outspoken because of her it's it was a learning process for me to be raw and to you know tell people to stand up for myself, to be expressive. That's why I am the way that I am at work. And I'm like, very like, nope, nope. Like, I, I, no, I, you know, because I was shut down for most of my life that I just, I'm more expressive. You know, I can't keep punishing myself because of one person. Yeah, you know, I used to always say, because it got to a point, like, my mom used to like to 
OD in me, so I had to like stand up for myself. <laughs> and I used to always be like, if I don't even let my own mother disrespect me, you think I'm gonna let your ass disrespect me? That's what I say all the time. That's my favorite line. Yeah. Because I cursed like, my mom out. Like yeah. I cursed her out. I don't give a fuck. Like I would ready, I would be ready to square with my mom. Yeah. Like I would I was at the I was so angry with her at one point where I was just like, let's just fight because <laughs> I really wanna fuck and that's not a fair fight. My mom's old, like you know, but I really just wanted to fuck her up in a way where I wanted her to know how much she fucked me up, mm. you know? And, um, yeah, like, I always tell people, like, listen, if I don't even let my mom disrespect me, don't ever think yeah. you can disrespect me. I mean, <laughs> That's I, funny, yeah. I mean, I still feel that way, but cause I'm just like, yo, the woman who gave birth to me, like, she knows, like, even when we was at the funeral, like, she didn't even speak to me because, like, to me, and I know it's kind of fucked up to say that's why I'm going to therapy, but it's like, girl, like, I wash my hands with you. Like, I forgave you, but it's kind of like, how can I have a relationship with you and you let so much happen to me? Wow. I mean, you kind of forgave your mom for yourself because I forgave my mom for myself. I learned that from my therapist. Yeah. You know? You have that to. sometimes you can't forgive. Like, sometimes you have to forgive people for you so you can move on, so you don't have this 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 weight on your shoulder so that you can smile and, and just be happy. Right. You know, sometimes you, you have, have to. to forgive these people. And my mom is not one to apologize. She does not apologize for anything whatsoever. So I'm always the one having to be, you know, the bigger person. Like, her texting me, during her birthday, because I didn't buy her anything, you know, she said that I treated her like a piece of shit. And <laughs> I went, and she did this to me while I was at work, and I'm at work, like, going off, texting her back, and, like, and she was just like, wow, like, this is how you feel, like, all of this, like, not really taking any blame, you know, and I saw her today, you know, for the first time since February, mm. and, you know, I had to be the bigger person and say happy Mother's Day, and, and I had to be the bigger person to see her, and it's just tough. Like, even when I was with her today, I felt so empty. Yeah. You know, I felt so empty. Like, it's like a forced relationship at this point, you know, because I know my mom is sick and I know she's getting older and I know I'm going to regret not trying to mend things, you know, but it's just really difficult to have any kind of emotion. You know, I don't know. I feel like... I mean, like I said, my grandmother was, like, my mom. So, like, my grandmother's been dead for, like, almost three years now. So, I don't even celebrate Mother's Day. Like, I try to stay away from people when it comes to Mother's Day. Like, I don't want people asking me what I'm buying my mom, anything like that. But I also mm-hmm. feel like, it's like, I'm the, I get it. Like, I know better because I'm an adult. So, I can kind of co- better comprehend some of the whys of why, let's say, our mothers let things happen to us. But then it's also, like, you're the fucking mom. Like, you need to reach right. out to me. Right, that's how, right. Right, like, exactly. Why exactly. am I always reaching out to you? Exactly, exactly. What was your mom's relationship like with her mom? I mean, my mom loved my grandmother. My grandmother was such a sweet person. Um, My yeah. mom talks so highly, you know. Of, Grandma's of a special my, man. Yeah, they really are. Like, they really, really are. Um, she was like my mom. My mom told me when I was, when she passed away, I was around like five years old when she passed away, four or five. And my mom said that I was trying to get into the casket to sleep with her because I thought she was sleeping. Oh. And I got it. Like my mom was just going crazy that she hit me so I can just chill because I was just like throwing a tantrum, the fact that I couldn't go in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do remember, you know, my grandmother being 
such an important part of my life, you know, for even though it was a short period. And my mom talks so highly of her, like she never had any issues with my mom. But my, my, like my, my mom is a liar also. So I don't really know the <laughs> truth. Because my mom likes to paint a beautiful picture. So who knows? But from what I know, they had a good relationship. Have you or your mom ever just sat down and just talk? And you like express to her how you felt or how you feel? Oh, God, no. Mm. God, no, no. That's why when I did it through text, it was so much because I never really had the opportunity to do that. My mom is the type of person that's dramatic. She's my mom is an actress. And if ever she feels overwhelmed, she'll start to faint or like, or like pass out. I'm not even fucking with you. She will, she will like, if my sister got angry at her one time and my mom went, ah! and like <laughs> stayed in on the floor for two hours, she was fine, but she stayed on the floor for two hours so that she, hoping like the conversation would be done with. And she didn't have to deal with it anymore. And it would just be part of the... Yeah, my mom's crazy. At least you get a reaction at your mom. I don't know when I was in college. And I don't know. I I feel like when I was growing up, like, I I feel like I never really had a family on my own, minus my grandma. But my grandma was in New York and I was in Tennessee. So I used to always, like, be at my friend's house and stuff. Because it's like, sometimes you look at other people and their moms, you just be like, damn, like, that's that's what a healthy relationship is supposed to be. So I remember being in college and I don't know who else. It was one of my friends and they were just like, yo, just write your mom a letter. Like, just tell her everything and express to her how you feel, whatever, or how you've been feeling. And and I always, it's so funny because I know I'm being a little vague about the things that I went through with my mom. But the only reason why everyone is because, like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do like episode 25 for every, I think it's what is a quarter episode. I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. explain more and more about myself because I think it's important that we have these conversations because you just never know who they can help right but um yeah so I remember I wrote a letter to my mom and I think it was like a four-page letter because I think we was all cracking jokes about the Leah song was that a four-page letter or whatever and I was just really just like wrote down and just talked to her like wrote down everything how I felt and how she made me feel as a kid and like you know all the like stuff that she put me through because it's like you know your childhood really affects your adulthood so it's like you know, even to this day, like I'm sometimes I'm even afraid to get drunk or like have a good time because my mother's an alcoholic and I don't mm. want to look like that when I see myself in the mirror, you know? Oh, wow. Or like I even told my boyfriend, like one time we was um, like, if we get into all the disagreements and I just black out, but then that makes me like so mad because she used to black out. So I really try to like work on myself to not be what I used to hate or used to be afraid of. Wow. And so I wrote this long ass letter. And I think what made me so mad at the moment is, yo, she never said anything. And I know she got it. Never, to this day, she never said anything to me. And I just think to myself, like, my God, like, you have people out there who's, like, dying to have kids. Dying. Like, dying, like begging God <laughs> to have kids. And I wasn't a bad kid at all. And it's just like, or even when I had these conversations with my other guests, and a lot of my guests have been, like, molested a lot of my guests are drug addicts or like everything stems from home. And like you tell your mom or your dad the the first people who you fall in love with, and when they're not there to protect you, and they're just like, how else? They, that how is else so fucking, sad. It's disgusting. It's really sad. You know, some people don't have a nurturing bone in their body, 
And some people have kids because they feel like they need to. Right. Or they or it's what's expected of them because they carry this womb inside of them and you know, they have this, you know, body and they should have kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not a feminist, you know, because like uh, because of abortion. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm pro choice. Not because right. I'm a feminist, but because I want. Why? Sh- why should these people have to suffer in their adulthood, in their childhood, because someone can't be a mom? Right. And Do you understand that... what I'm saying? My mom should never had. She should have never had kids. Yeah. And I, it's sad that I say that because I'm here and I'm breathing, but my mother should have never had kids. She should have never had kids. Because she wasn't ready herself. She was dealing with her own depression with my father. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's sad. It's man. just sad. And my sister's is... a bad mom. Mm. Horrible mom. I was with my niece today and asking her questions. And she just, it's just so sad. It's just so sad that this cycle is you know it's repeating itself and i had a conversation with um I, it was my guest from i tried to commit suicide episode and she made a good point it's just like yo like i'm so i'm 32 right you're 31 mm-hmm. we gotta go through a lot we're, we're, when, we were, when we was born we was a blank canvas right this is the perfect right. example so by the time you get to an age where you can function like functionally like be able to deal with stuff, you gotta undo all that shit that people put on you at a young age. And it's just oh. like, it's just like, it's so crazy to me because it's so like, so crazy. How can I not, how can I have low self esteem if somebody would have taught me how to love myself at a young right. age? Right, exactly. Or why don't, why do I, why am I trying to kill myself or people telling me I'm not worth it or worth it? It's just, I, I'm telling you, when I have these conversations and, like, I really talk to people and we get to a root of things, it's just, like, it's mind-boggling. And that's why I put so much emphasis on, you know, taking your time, but you have to go to therapy because our childhood was fucking traumatizing. 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 And then you, you got to deal with shit at home. You got to deal with shit at school when you're a kid. You got to deal with shit when you grow up and when you go to work. It's, like, it's never-ending. Never-ending. And then when you spaz the fuck out, you, you look crazy. <laughs> you look fucking crazy. You look crazy because you're putting every moment in your head and you're just like lashing out. Lashing. It's sad, man. It really is. Um, what is your relationship like with your mom now? Mm, it's still rock. It's, it's rocky. Because like I said, you know, I didn't see her for a few months and it happens like that often, you know. Um, and I don't speak to her on a daily basis and she wants me to, that's, that's the sad part. Like my mom wants, she wants me to call her and ask her how she's doing. And, you know, I go day to day, like I don't have a mom. Mm. Then randomly, it'll be like two, three, four months randomly. I'm like, oh shit. Right. I got to call my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to make her feel good, I have to call her. I got to, to call her. And then every time I do, she cries and says, you act like you don't have a mom. And then in my head, I'm like, because I don't. Like, you right. know, I want to scream that to her, but I can't. I can't because a part of me, I'm an empathetic person. And a part of me still thinks about her feelings. 
you know, even though she doesn't think about mine, I think about hers. And I, there's so many things that I, I want to say that I just don't, but I mean, it's, it's just there. My relationship with my mom is there. You know, we say, I love you. I love you too. I miss you. I miss you too. Do I mean it? I mean the, I love you part. You're my mom. You gave birth to me. I do love you, but I doesn't mean I like you. Right. It's a huge difference. You know, I can love you. Like I love my sisters, but I can't say I like them very much. (laughs) You know, we're not friends. Me and my sisters don't hang out. We don't, we do not hang out. Do you think it's because of your mom? Um, It's a huge part because of, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she aided in our relationship not being great. Like how? Um, my mom played favorites Mm. a lot. Um, she would always compare and contrast, Mm -hmm. you know, and my middle sister ate that up. She ate that up and she would bully us. And, you know, it was never like a sisterhood of secrets and, you know, that bond, you know, she couldn't, she would do it to trick me to basically confront my mom with it. And to make her look good, to make her feel, herself feel better. And, mm. you know, um, yeah, yeah. She definitely did aid in that, even into our adulthood. How did your dad feel about everything? Like, does he um, know? I wouldn't. My dad knows, but my dad is a very quiet, introverted man. He doesn't say much at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Like, my dad was damaged from very, from very, very young. You know, he's the oldest mm-hmm. of many siblings and he's never been to school, doesn't know how to read or write. He's so, you know, he was, his father was abusive from that. I know. Mm. Cause you know, my mom told me, you know, that my, my dad's father was very, very abusive. And I think that aided to his, you know, ability to not be social. Um, he doesn't know how to be social at all. And he's a very quiet man and he doesn't know how to express his feelings at all so mm. I, I don't know how my dad feels and I don't think I ever will you don't think you I know that he him? loves me <laughs> huh you don't think you want to ask him it wouldn't he wouldn't tell me yeah no he wouldn't he would not my dad is um I don't know my dad just never I'd, I'd never know how my dad the only time I really saw true emotion with my dad is when his his mother passed away Mm. that was like the first time I saw like true emotion mm-hmm. uh, I, my dad is emotionless and it's not saying that he doesn't have emotions like I know my dad loves me He's he, my dad is I love you and I show it you know he took care of us he's a provider and, yes he was the provider um, whenever I wanted something I was daddy's little guy I was always with him he loved me being with him all the time I know that my dad loves me you know from like the way he looks at me to the things he's done for me mm-hmm but, you know, I I understand, you know, why he's very quiet and stuff. Even when, like, when I got into a huge fight with my sister, it was a huge fight. And I said, I hate this family. I hate this fucking family. Like, I went off. My I was crying in the bathroom. My dad came to me. And he, like, rubbed my shoulder. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I know that, like, from there was, like, pages and pages and pages and, like, music. And it was just, like, so much things that I know from that one touch, you know, from him. Yeah, it's different, you know. If my mom was to touch me, then my it's weird. It's weird. No, I, I can't explain it. No, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. 
Yeah. Um, if you could say anything to your mom without her judging you now, what would you say? Mm. You broke me. You broke me. Mm. And I'm still, I'm still broken. And it's like, you know, I've been dealing with depression for like 10 years, you know, plus maybe, (laughs) you know, um, yeah, I've been dealing with depression for so long. Oh my God. You know, so, Mm -hmm. and I've dealt with it alone, you know, even in my teen years, I've dealt with it alone. And it's like, even then, like there are times when I want to call my mom and tell her like, I don't feel good today or I don't feel like getting up or anything. I can't. I remember one time when my I was going through a really bad depression with one of my exes and and um she called me for my birthday and I was started crying and I was trying to talk about it and she hung up on me. Mm. And my sister asked me like why did you hang up? She's like, "Oh, well, I thought, you know, she cuz her birthday's a month before mine and she goes to my sister, "Oh, I thought she was calling me to apologize that she didn't take me out." for my birthday and she was going to take me out to lunch or dinner or something. Mm. <laughs> like I never cried to her for what they may think. I'm like the coldest person that has no emotion, you know, to them because that's how I look. Cause I don't, I, I don't talk to them about anything mm. and I'm crying to you, but that's how she molded you. Right. Exactly. And now you want me to be this emotional person. Now you want me to come to you. Now you want me to, Why? I wonder why is it because you're older and you know you're passing soon and it's a way to make you feel good about yourself like I really don't know what it is you had your opportunity again I opened myself up to you again you know knowing Mm -hmm. better and you still let me down so why would I do it now like why would I why would I do that again so yeah I would say you broke me because I feel like that's what she she broke my heart your parents are the first relationships that you have they're the first relationships you have I think I text you that you know and my mom broke my heart and I think still from this day my heart is still broken yo you know so funny when I um I got my first boyfriend when I was in college oh my god my nigga Jason hey Jason if you listen (laughs) you said my nigga Jason I hate you girl that nigga (laughs) broke because he was my first in everything like I knew when I saw because he he looked like Nelly right (laughs) <laughs> that's how fun okay. he was so I knew when I saw him like I, I told him I was like yo you're gonna break my heart and um you, you manifested that why would you do that cause he's just you know what it is only reason why I said that cause I am a big believer of the power of the tongue but it's just like we was kids like I didn't expect anything to come from this like I mean don't get me wrong like I'm thankful that that was my first love and I experienced so many things with him but right. I just knew that it was gonna I knew it wasn't gonna last like everything has a ended you know and so years went on I think we were together for like three years or whatever and we broke up and oh my god I was just crying I was begging him because that was my first heartbreak but then when I was talking to him to him and I was like you know what's so funny I was like this felt this felt almost as worse as what my mother did to me and I never oh wanted to feel god. that again like when I tell you and I think I mean don't get me wrong like when somebody passed away like of course it's gonna be like it's gonna hurt you but when my grandmother passed away y'all 
I, I I lost it like cause that was the only person I had that was in my corner corner that I knew that was gonna that was gonna have my back no matter what. So I was Aww. depressed, like my hair was I was like a zombie for like two years. Like oh my two God. years straight. So it's just like like when you said that like that heartbreak is so real because I was and even when I said that to him when I was like, you know, it felt almost just as bad what my mother did to me he even started crying because he was like damn I really broke this girl even like came closer with her he knew how I felt about my mother that's why I was oh, like oh man yeah and I and I wasn't even trying to say it to make him like feel bad or anything like I really felt it because I feel like my mom broke my heart and I even to this day I think about like would I even want to have a relationship with her you know I think about that all the time I would be fine, to be honest. Do you think you would really be fine, though? Yeah, I I would. It's just... How can I say this? Like, I really... Okay, so when my mom found out that I was gay and stuff like that, and she kicked me out, there was a period where we didn't talk for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, a really long time. You know, so... I guess I would be okay because she didn't do anything for me emotionally. It's not like I emotionally need her. Yeah. You know, she was, she was never like some, she was never my confidant. She was never a woman I looked up to. I I thought she was always a lazy wife and a lazy (laughs) I got beat actually. I told you I'm on my dad's corner. There was a time when I was a kid, I told my mom that she was a lazy wife. Yeah, I know. Because my dad, my yeah, she beat the shit out of me because my dad would work. My dad would come home and clean the house. My dad did. La- my dad and I did laundry because I would do my la- I would do laundry with my dad when I was mm. pretty young, you know, because that was quality time for me, you know. My dad, my only the only thing my mom did was like cook, because mm-hmm. she took pride in her cooking, you know. But other than that, my dad did everything, so I never understood what she was there for. <laughs> like I just <laughs> didn't know, you know. So I I spoke about it, and you know, because I I'm, I'm I defended my father. Mm. you know but uh yeah my mom is not she's not a person that I go to emotionally I get a promotion I get fired I get engaged my mom doesn't know that I'm engaged mm. you, oh you thought she would know no I, my mom doesn't know about my engagement my mom doesn't know about my relationships my mom doesn't know about my heartbreaks my mom doesn't know about anything Has she, she ever met her fiance yeah and she really mm. likes her yeah she does my mom, my mom's been better in terms of dealing with the fact that I'm gay. I think it was just her, you know, trying to get me to be closer. <laughs> yeah. You know, she knew that was her doorway. And because I told her, I was like, listen, I can have kids and you can never see them and never know about them. I'm, I told her this when I was um, 21, 22. I said, I'm fine without you in my life. So you, you can either be in my life or not be in my life. Either way, I'll be okay. Said that to her. Are you afraid of having kids? Terrified, yes, a hundred percent, a thousand million trillion billion percent terrified to have children to the point where I've decided where I don't think I want them. Mm. I'm. So, Are you afraid you're gonna be like her? No, I think I'm going to be an extremist because I don't want to be like her. Mm. And I know that there has to be some type of balance. You can't be a smothering mom and you can't be a distant mom. You have to have balance, and I don't think I can do that. I think I'll be too anxious to know, like, what's going on with my kid. How is my kid feeling? How is my kid doing? How is school? I would be one of those parents where yeah. I joke about it, but I would be one of those parents where I would put 
a camera in their their button jacket or like <laughs> give them glasses where even though they don't need them so I could put a camera on it so I could know who's <laughs> talking to them who's around I would be obsessed with my child because yeah. of the fact that I was neglected so much I'd be obsessed and I don't think that's healthy for me and because of the fact that I, I've dealt with depression for a very long time and still on and off depending <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, I don't think that would benefit anyone so I think I would have to be in a healthy state with myself first before I ever introduce a child into this world. And I have to, I just, I have to learn a balance. I have to teach myself to have a balance before I could ever introduce a kid into this world. I mean, poor, poor thing. They would want to run away from me. They'd be like, oh my God, my mom again. She's at school for no fucking reason. Like, I'd be crazy. Like, the school would hate me. Because I'd be there constantly wondering yo, what's going on. I mean, like, my boyfriend, I was like, yo, because I, I mean, I bust my ass because I'm really trying to like, I don't want my kids to go without. Like, I don't want my kids to be able to do a lot of things because I went without when I was growing up. And I, had to, I think I had my first job when I was like 14 because I was like, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I got to get out there and get it on my own because obviously, I mean, my grandma used to send me money and stuff, but you know, that's every so often, so it's just, like, I have to get out there and hustle, so I was, like, yo, I bust my ass, because I was, like, I know I'm going to give my kids everything, right, right, I don't want my kids to go without, and I want to make sure I am there every step of the way, yeah, that's how it should be, that's Mm -hmm. how it should be, um, have you been, have you been to therapy? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm, I haven't gone in a while, but I, I definitely have gone to therapy, and the first thing I did was talk about my mom. And how was that experience? Oh, it was, ooh, it, it was, at first it was overwhelming and scary because, you know, you're talking to someone that you had, you know, you don't know. But at the same time, it's great to talk to someone you don't know. Because they don't know. You know right. Um, yeah. And they're not judging you and they're not taking sides and they're going to be honest and raw with you. And that's what I needed, you know, and she, um, she was great. She was a great therapist. Yeah. And it really helped me a lot in in terms of forgiving um, my mother, even without her saying, I'm sorry, because it's for me. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. You know? Last but not least, what's an advice you would give to other women out there that don't have a healthy relationship with their mom? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard because what do you say? Oh, God. Forgive them. Forgive them, forgive them, yeah, and move on. Forgive them for you. That's the only thing I can really honestly say, Abine. Forgive them, not for them to make them feel. Good. Forgive them for you, yeah. So you can have that self care for yourself. You know, it's it's really mainly for you, so you can move on. You I ain't know? gonna lie. Once I forgave my mom, yeah, I felt so much lighter. Like, <sighs> and I think what really made me forgive her is because. Um, I didn't like. I never met my father, right? Mm-hmm. I met my well. I didn't meet him, but we had a conversation. His girlfriend found me on Facebook. Crazy story. Found me on Facebook, and me and him started talking. And a lot of the conversations that we had, because you know he hasn't been in my life for a thousand years, so he's trying to get to know me and vice versa. And so when we was talking, he brought a lot of clarity. And tell why my mom is the way that she is now. And after having that conversation with him, that w- that's what made me really forgive her. Oh. 
crazy, right? It took a that stranger is. that I have never met give me some type of clarity because he pretty much told me a lot of things that they've been through because I was a love child. Like, my mom and my oh, father were wow. like, yeah, like, everybody knew they was in love. Like, like they was, like, obsessed with each other. So, when his plan, that was her way of retaliating on him was to get at me. What? So it's like when you yeah, so when you had these when I had these conversations with him and I'm just thinking like damn like you know I don't agree with what she did but I understand why she did. And you probably was a reflection of him and she couldn't I do with just it. just like him. Yeah she couldn't just, you know how many times that happens? Yeah. Where mothers are so mean to their daughters or their sons because they're a resemblance or a reminder of the person that broke their heart. I'm like, it's so funny because remind you, I never met this guy, right? My name on Instagram, when I had my Instagram, my personal account was Pretty Ebo, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knew me as Pretty Ebo, even in college. When I met him, his name was Pretty Tony. Stop it. <laughs> You're him. <How's, laughs> that's, that's how crazy it is. Like, and now I'm like, you know what? I get it. I don't agree with it, but I right. get it. But you get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this was an amazing episode. I'm so happy that you was able to, you know, <laughs> share your story. Because I think that, and like I said, I was part of me a little vague, but I'm going to really like, I told myself that when I get to episode 25, episode 50, episode 75, and so on, like, it's going to be a solo um, episode. So yeah, that's something I can look forward to. Because I just, I'm like obsessed with my podcast. Because I really love when we Aww. have conversations like this. And I feel like, this give, I mean, most of my guests are women of color, but I feel like this give us a chance to, like, have these conversations. Because sometimes you be thinking, like, am I the only one that's going through this shit? No, definitely not. Right? It's so, and, and it's so crazy because my girlfriend, my fiance, you know, she, her and her mom, she loves her mom so much. She talks so highly of her mom. It's just so beautiful. So yeah. thank you to all the moms who are who are truly great moms and who are really there for their children. Yeah. And just love your kids. Just love, love your, love your daughters. They need you. And just, just love them. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else is so funny? I was talking to my friend and she probably know who this is, who she is. And she's white. And she was just saying like, y'all, she said, I really do appreciate your podcast because it gives me a, it gives me more insight of what my black sisters are going through or what they oh, went wow. through. And I was like, oh, I am getting my Oprah. Where's for y'all, bitches? Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. But y'all, please make sure y'all send me questions. If you have any comments, any concerns, any remarks, please make sure y'all leave reviews. Um, email me at hello at theprofessionalhomegirl.com. And that's it, guys. Until next time. Later. Bye. <laughs> it's brand new season two i'm marissa thalberg and i'm Stephen wolf Badeda, and we're excited to be back having bigger bolder and always real conversations straight from the c-suite front lines of marketing media and more we have great friends joining from people you may know like Wilmer valderrama and bobby burke and people you'll want to know so grab a coffee or hey even an aperol spritz and come join us on america's number one podcast network iheart Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.